On today's podcast, we're going to go and dig a little deeper into what exactly is a financial plan. So we're going to pull the curtains back and demystify what exactly a financial plan is. Stay tuned. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling Your Finances. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param of the fiduciary firm Cloud Vesters. Cloud Vesters is not only a fiduciary financial firm that is, of course, there for you in virtual form, make it, making it convenient. However, they know the importance of having the human touch for their clients through all stages of their financial life. But this firm is also recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey and Mo Param of Cloud Vesters. It is your time to shine. <clears throat> is this mic on? Is yes, mic on? you're a mic. All right. <clears throat> uh, me, 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 me. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. How are you today? I'm doing great today. How are you? Good. It's always good to be in the studio. I have fun with this podcast. I really do. I look forward Me too. to it because we have fun on Me here. too. Yeah, we have fun, educate at the same time, but, mm -hmm. you know, we want to keep it light so we can keep the audience listening. But at the end of the day, it's, it's always fun, right? So it's always a good time yeah. with you. You know, I like what you said. You're pulling the curtain back. It makes me think of Wizard of, of Oz. But another way, you know, you, you put it, it makes me think of like a, a, a magician doesn't share the, the trick, the magic trick. Uh, however, financial planning is not a magic trick. It's not left to chance. And you do share, unlike a magician, you share the stages <laughs> and the steps in here because you take your clients along the way. And that's what we're looking at, the inner workings of financial planning. Yeah, yeah. Our clients are completely in tuned and, and help create the financial plan that it's for them, right? It's because it's our plans that we create for our clients are completely customized, right? Nothing templated. It is your plan, right? So your goals, your family, your life, your income, your wealth, it's its literally designing the plan for your specific needs. And so the clients have to be engaged, interactive, right? They have to let us know what's yeah. going on, keep us updated, what's changed so we can update the plan. So uh, yeah, so that the, the clients have, have their hands and their fingerprints in the plan. Well, we live in a society that really almost demands for it to, any process to be interactive. Even in the schools, teachers know now they can't just stand up and lecture the students. They have to get them involved and, and make it an interactive process. And I like that you do that and take that approach. So if you're sitting down with someone and you say, okay, we got a clean sheet here. We're, we're, we're going to do financial planning for you. You have to know their goals. That's where it all starts with, right? Uh, I have to know what we're trying to accomplish. And that can be a difficult conversation sometimes to pull from clients because uh, some some may not know, right? Some, some may not know exactly what they're trying to do uh, or wh where they're trying to go. Uh, you know, th there's a lot of people that just walk through life and it's just kind of Life just happens to them, mm -hmm. and sometimes they're not happening to their lives. If that if that makes any sense, oh, so yeah. so sometimes we have to you know take a step back and have them to to 
to really think big, but really concentrate on the life that you're uh, that you're looking to accomplish, the life that you that you want to have. On a financial standpoint, you know what is it? What are those things that you're looking to do? And we'll 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 think big, right? So you know, let's let's look down the road when you retire. Call it, you know. 65 60 or even start there when would you want to be in a position to financially be independent mm-hmm. right? i don't like mm-hmm. to use the word retirement too much because I, I, uh, we're kind of getting to financial independence now you know yeah you know retirement is like our grandparents right you know yeah. you you punched in punched out and then at 60 maybe 62 but definitely at 65 right you had your gold watch you had the party <laughs> and you retired i'm and off to the most, rocking chair and I'm off to the rocking chair and I'm, I'm off to babysitting the grandkids and you just <laughs> never worked again. Right. You collected your Social Security, collected your pension. Maybe you invested somewhere else. But for the most part, you punched in, punched out at 65 and you were done. That's yesterday's retirement. That's yesterday's retirement. Now, I, I like to think of it financially independent. Right. Because actually think about it. So yesterday I was speaking with a potential client and she's a, a real estate agent. And uh she was watching our show, Your Retirement Untangled, mm-hmm. which is a different, different. Uh, it's a different show um, that's on Fox right now. But anyway, uh, I asked her when she want to retire, and she said she's a realtor and she can always. She loves selling homes. She loves meeting people, helping her clients. So she was like, "I can work until I'm seventy, seventy-five. I'll sell a couple of houses here and there, but I just love what I do." And I'd say that's perfect because that's financial independence, yes. right? If you're working, you're working because you want to, not necessarily, not necessarily because you have to. Man, right? you you always stir all you, things you say stir up so many questions in me. I mean, just from what you just said there. First off, when you when you talked about a lot of people just are waiting for things to happen, and and that's understandable too, especially when they're raising a family and they've got oh, the gosh, soccer yeah. game, the PTA meeting, they've got work, they get home, they've got all the work at home to do. Yeah, it, it's easy to kind of think short term there, and that's where you come in and just really remind them, hey, let's get these goals together and work towards it. And also about the, the new way we look at retirement, financially independent. It's all about, too, the, the whole FIRE movement. You know, uh, millennials now are looking at, look, you know, I, they're striving to reach that independence earlier, I think, than earlier generations did. I think so. I think they I think as the generations go on, that that work forever or work till I drop dead is, is going to be, you know, uh, moved up early, sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the, so. A lot, of, a lot of entrepreneurs out there, too. So they're they're owning their own businesses and they'll just keep working, right? You know what you term business you keep doing it. I heard this week I read this term and it was related to uh, some survey or some study that tracked what millennials are doing now. And it basically said instead of going to the club, they're going to the hardware store. And so the new term now for millennials is gerennials. Like, you know, geriatric, because they're saying (laughs) (laughs) because they're saying they're just doing things like that. In other words, instead of going to the club dancing and, you know, with the big crown, you can't hear what the other person's saying. The music's so loud. They tend to prefer to be around smaller crowds. Now, these are just trends we're seeing. And I think it ties into how, again, I think that generation might be more focused on their financial goals and where they want to go. I can see that. I can totally see that. Um, and, you know, depending on the age of the client, right? If, if I'm talking to a, 
a ge- what's the word? Gerennial. Gerennial. <laughs> Geriatric <laughs> and millennial together. <laughs> if I'm speaking to a gerennial, you know, if I'm speaking to someone who's, call it 25, 30, for yeah. instance, right? I may not go too heavy, heavy on retirement right. unless they unless they bring it up, uh, unless they want us to drill down. Because, you know, quite honestly, we're talking maybe 20, 25, 30 years down the road. So don't want to drill too much into mm-hmm. it. So we, we may start with some short-term goals, right? What are you, you know, do you own a home? No. Do you want to, do you want to, uh, is that is that something in your future that you see it? Yes. Okay. Well, how much of a home do you think you want to buy? Yeah. Oh, 300,000. Okay. So 300,000, we should probably put 20% down. Okay. So that's about 60 grand. Okay. So how much do you have in cash? Right. So then, so then, so at least that's a, a maybe a, a more tangible goal because it's, it's shorter term, but it all starts, it all starts with the goals, right? Yeah. What are we trying to accomplish? That's it. That's it. And then after the goals are identified, you look at really kind of putting the money to work where it needs to work and where it works best to reach mm-hmm. those goals. Yeah. Yeah. So now we, so now we know the big picture. Now we know we're trying to, what we're trying to, what we're trying to accomplish. Now let's go back. Now let's take it back. Let's take a step back and go down to the foundation, right? Uh, we should always have an emergency fund. I completely agree with that. So I usually start there. It's like, okay, now we have the big picture. Okay, so tell me about what you're doing as far as savings is concerned. So we want to know, um, depending on your outlook of finances, depending on your uh, your income stability, we may want to put to and target a number, right? Three, three months of your expenses, six months of your expenses. Uh, I think I might have said uh, in a podcast a couple of times, I had a client uh, when we first started working together, this is years ago, she wanted 100% of her gross income saved, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, that's what she, that's what, that was a rainy day for her. That was a rainy day fund. She all just, of it. All of it, right? So we, you know, it's your plan, right? So we targeted that, that number. But I go back to the foundation. Let's, let's, let's get a sense of how much your, uh, let's build this, an emergency fund, right? Because we just know that, your income or your ability to generate an income is your most important asset. So if we don't have at least your expenses, um, a, a good three months, maybe even six months of your expenses literally sitting in cash, then, you know, that's a target that I may want to, you know, kind of strive you towards looking yeah. at. Um, but then, and then you know, that conversation starts to lead into a spending plan, right? Okay, so now we... Now we, we we know what your expenses are, but well, you should know what your expenses are. Now let's look and see, okay, how much of your ass, if your income is going towards this, how much is going towards that? Are there things that we can cut out? You know, we want to get a sense of what your cash flow looks like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, because you're going to know your numbers better than us. So let's get a sense of your cash flow and then see where we need to, to, to deploy some of your money, right? Are we paying down any debts? Are we building up that savings I was talking about? Are we saving for travel and entertainment? You know, we want to get a sense of what your cash flow looks like. Yeah, and then steps yeah. for short-term and long-term. Well, we talk about in- income streams, but there are also outgoing streams and how you need to, even if you have to build a dams like a beaver and redirect those streams sometimes for yeah. your clients. Yeah, you have to sometimes, you know, it's, it's, you know, if the goals are important to you, then I know I've said this also too. Sometimes you have to say no so you can say yes in the future. 
So if if the outflow is too is is causing too much pressure on your inflow, then we have to cut back on a couple of things, or at least or, or re or reallocate where the money is going, right? Yeah. Um. So so yeah so so like entertainment for the last I don't know eighteen months maybe one's entertainment budget has diminished a little bit because we're not going out as much, but if that's the case, then maybe that should have been you know, used towards paying down some debt or building up the savings, you know? And that's good too, because I mean, that's what you said for people younger, twenties, uh, thirties, maybe even forties. Uh, but especially thirties, you're looking more at short-term, really getting started, getting those streams started in both ways and, and looking at building that emergency fund. A lot of what you said sounds like retirement strategies too, though, kind of a bucket strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, yeah. I mean, the bucket strategy at the end of the day is uh, putting assets in different buckets so that at different circumstances in your life, you have those dollars available to you, right? So you may have some money that's growth, some money that's balanced, and some money that's aggressive, right? So, and, and those dollars are, are, being, are being allocated that way for different seasons of your life. Well, the same thing, the same thing is true for those who are starting off or younger, right? You may have some money that's for short-term goals, midterm goals and then long-term goals, right? Well, we have looked at the the short-term. We're getting started. We've identified the goals. We've started working on debt and, and trying to knock out especially that high-interest debt. And, oh, gosh, uh, yes. Yeah, getting that out of the way. But kind of, I know you've mentioned, too, and I like the uh, Dave Ramsey model of don't take on the big thing first because you could feel defeated. Let's take, you know, do baby steps on knocking mm-hmm. out debt. Yeah, it's the the snowball method. Yeah, right? it's 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 looking at lining up your debts, and then seeing uh, you line them up by balances, not necessarily by interest rates. So if you have a balance of a thousand dollars on, one, let's call it a car. Right, cars are usually lower lower interest rates, um, and then you have ten thousand on your credit cards that had, that's at fifteen percent interest rate. You you do, I won't say you do, I won't say you have to, but one thing for you to consider is paying off that thousand dollars first, mm-hmm. right? Because you have these, you start paying it off first, you start paying off, paying off the smaller balances, uh, you get a sense of moral victory, right? You you see some improvements, you actually see, you can actually cross things off, right? Um, you see some, you actually see some movements in your in your debts being paid off, and then what you do is now that that first debt, the smallest one, is paid off. You use the same dollars that you were using to pay off that debt, and you now you apply it to the next largest one. Well, yeah, your next largest yeah, one. And yeah, yeah. Going it over and right, over. You and got over more to put on that next large. Yeah, more to put on it. Yeah. So you good. pay your minimums for everything, right? Outside of your smallest one, and then your smallest debt, you go ahead and attack it, and then you just keep doing it over and over and over again until you're uh, you're, you're debt free. And we'll touch a little bit more in the second segment on on the earlier stages of your life, because that's when you start needing to look at having some components of estate planning, too, because you're having kids. And But then uh, we're going to look at how Mo then can really put your money to work. Once you've kind of gotten things in order, you know, let's get that money to work with proactive strategies, too, and battling taxes. So that'll be coming up. Quick thing on clubs. You mentioned the gerennial term and how a lot of millennials now are choosing the hardware store over the club. That was the big thing from 
me, uh, in the 20s, I mean, that's where we went went to the clubs, those big clubs, loud music, lots of people. And, I, yeah, we were having fun. But there was, there were, <laughs> you never, you, for instance, meeting someone at a club. It's a terrible place to meet someone. Number one, oh. what's the one thing you do? Go ask them to dance. Well, that's that's scary and traumatic because they might turn you down. If they turn you down, you got to take the walk of defeat and shame back to your friends. Um, if they don't turn you down and they kind of like you, well, then you've got to try to hold a conversation with them where you're having to scream in their ear and you're not hearing half of what they tell you. <laughs> and you also have to know how to dance, probably. Well, Even that's another. <laughs> I never mastered that. I was look. I got together with some friends. They were good friends of mine in the eighties, and about fifteen, maybe twenty years later, we got together, hit the town, and you know, and and every. I'm sure the the people there in their twenties thought, well, whose father is here to pick uh, uh, their daughter up or whatever? But you know, we still still thought we were hip and cool and all that. But uh, we did end up getting on the dance floor. My other friend looked at me and he said, you still got the same old 80s moves. <laughs> like, thanks a lot. Okay, I'll go sit down now. Uh, what, we, what we're going to do is get you into now getting serious with your financial plan. That is coming up in the second segment of Your Finances Untangled. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's Cloud Vesters. That's cloudvesters.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey Smart Vester. That's a relationship you can trust. At Cloud Vesters, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement holistic financial planning in all areas including taxes estate planning insurance cash flow and budgeting they even offer customized personal websites for clients the technology of today while still maintaining that human touch that's cloudvesters that's cloudvesters.com we're back with your finances untangled consumer advocate dave perkins along with mo param you know mo is really pulling the curtain back not just on this podcast, though, pulling the curtain back on financial planning, but I think it's safe to say that you happily, voluntarily pull the curtain back on strategies for all your clients because you want them to be a part of it. You want to give them ownership of their financial plan. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we want them to, you know, it's a it's a relationship where, you know, we, we tell clients, you know, once we get the plan in place, you know, we're, we're doing all the heavy lifting. Right. So rest assured, plans in place. We're taking care of everything we need to do. But your part, your role in this relationship is to update us, right? Keep us abreast, update us on any changes in your life, whether it's a new job, um, a, a raise, you're planning to move, added a, addition to your family, addition to your house, right? Like physically, the actual addition, hey, we're, we're building out in your room. You know, you just want to keep us up to date with what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. So that way, if we can update the plan and adjust the plan if needed, right? Financial planning is living and breathing. So as as you're living and breathing, your financial plan is going to continue to change and morph as it should. Yeah, right? it definitely even, should. even if it's with information that or changes that you can't avoid, 
right? So what I mean by that is if tax rates go up, well, we need to adjust your financial plan. If interest rates go up, we need to adjust your financial plan, right? If you get laid off, something you can avoid, mm-hmm. you adjust your plan, right? So uh, it's it's this, uh, your plan is constantly evolving as you evolve as well. Yeah, that's why to have that relationship with you, and and I, I just think it's it's great the way you do it. I love the the ease of the virtual planning with the human touch. Someone who you're dealing with, they know you. And they're in touch with you and they are making your plan living and breathing. And by the way, the website is cloudvestors.com. Well, let's kind of rapid fire some ways then. Now you can put the money to work in proactive ways, not only building for later in life, working towards that goal of becoming financially independent. And we're not going to say retirement. When you're financially independent and you have more choices in your work life and and also in in tax strategies, um, let's look at some of the ways you talk, some of the things you talk to your clients about in in looking ahead and investments and strategies yeah so so you know taxes uh put it this way if you're not talking about taxes or you're not thinking about taxes in your financial plan then you don't have a financial plan at all Mm -hmm. right taxes are can have a, a a major impact on your ability to uh to grow wealth so you know, you, well, the things we're talking about with taxes really starts off with how are accounts taxed? You know, because that that does play a role into where we deploy some money. So when I when I say that is a non qualified account. So I don't want to bore people what that is, but a non qualified account is like your your traditional um, brokerage account. Like if you open up a investment account and you're buying stocks, bonds, mutual funds, whatever it is, um, and you just open up an account on your own. That's typically what's called a non-qualified account. So those accounts are taxable or can be taxed annually. So every single year, you can pay taxes on uh, any of the gains or dividends that are being distributed in that account, even if you reinvest those dividends. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's so that's one way these accounts are taxed. So then you have like your uh, what's called qualified accounts. They qualify for tax special tax treatments. So like your traditional IRA, your Roth IRA, your 401k, uh, 403b, TSP. We do a lot of work with uh, uh, federal employees. They have TSPs. So these are qualified accounts. So as you invest in these accounts, you don't pay taxes on the growth, right? Your 401k, your traditional, you put, you put in a, a traditional IRA, you're funding those accounts on a pre-tax basis, Roth you're funding it on after tax, but those are, for the Roth account, the distributions are tax free. So conversations of, okay, well, which one of these accounts make the best sense for me to invest in over time, right? So, so yeah. we have those conversations about, uh, you know, taxable, tax deferred, tax free, right? And just educate you on how these accounts are actually taxed. Because based off where you are on a tax situation, right? What's your tax bracket? Where are you tax-wise? It may be more advantageous to go one route or over the other. And all of these accounts have different pros and cons, right? Yeah. So we have clients that, uh, for instance, if you wanted to, quote unquote, be financially independent at, let's pick a date, call it 50. Okay. Okay, 50. Oh, optimistic. I think that's good, though. Optimistic, you know, yeah. maybe you 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 play the scratch off a couple of times, or you just said, you know what, I'm I'm done. I'm gonna I, I want to do it, and you've been saving in your 401k or IRA. Well, those accounts typically 
you can't access them without any type of penalty or or uh, or uh, taxation. That's right. Until fifty nine and a half. Mm-hmm. So let's just call it sixty, right? So that's a ten year window where these accounts here aren't really the most advantageous to take distributions from to filling any income gaps. So what do you do? You're not eligible for Social Security yet. So what do you do for income? Well, maybe you build in a an account that doesn't have any of these qualifiers behind it. What right? would that be? Like the non-qualified account, like the brokerage account. So go and with that. Okay. So that could be an account that you're starting to be that bridge, right, between 50 and 59 and a half. And so you don't have to. There's no age requirement uh, gotcha. or age restrictions as far as when you can have access to these funds. You pull out from that. So you can pull out from it. So maybe that's your bridge from 50 to, to 59 and a half. And then at 59 and a half, your Roth, your traditional, your 401k, all that stuff is available. To okay. You, right. So there's, there's different pros and cons to why you would have money in different places. Well, I mean, that, be, it makes b- sense. Based off the tax treatment. Yeah. And, and of course, not to mention if you, if you, I don't want to say retire, but let's say you reach financial <laughs> independence at 50, you've got a 15 year health care coverage gap there. You got to fill. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Medicare. For, uh, you're not avail- you're not eligible for Medicare until you're 65. So what are you going to do for health insurance, right? Are you going to go into open market? Uh, you know that that's a cost that you have to put un- under your. Uh, you have to put in your spending plan. Are you going to retire, quote unquote, retire? But your spouse is going to continue working. Or are you going to retire, but maybe you work part-time where, you, where the only reason you're working is just to get medical benefits, mm-hmm. right? So there's, there's things for you to consider. Uh, uh, but yeah, but, but, but building, but but the we start some of those conversations about investing and having a, a small conversation, a brief conversation about taxes, right? Because that will determine, you know, where we put our money. Yeah, I like that. Uh, because you have to think about it in, in simplest terms. If you have a million dollars, if you haven't done something proactively, strategically before that, you don't have a million. You don't. Your, your you statement don't. says a million, but yeah. your favorite uncle has a portion of that. <laughs> he keeps coming around every year. He keeps, yeah, I keep giving him the wrong address and he just keeps coming around. <laughs> I know. Oh, they find you. They all find you. <laughs> you know, I can understand why just overall financial planning and for those working towards retirement can seem overwhelming because let's say someone in their late 40s, early 50s, they're trying to build towards that financial independence. And at the same time, they're still working. They've got bills to pay. And they're thinking about their kids not being saddled with a high college debt. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's why I like the way you sort it out because it does seem overwhelming and you can kind of talk to them like, look, we got this. We got you back here. All right. Let's just do this and this and this. Let's don't panic here. Yeah. Let's not, let's, let's not panic. You know, and even if, you know, um, we forecast, you know, what, what income is going to look like or, you know, all the steps that we need to do to get from point A to point B, it all starts with one step, right? So we take the big plan, right? And then we, then we, then we shrink it in a sense of, okay, well, this is what we need to accomplish over the next few months. Right, so we take the big plan, we take the big picture, but then we 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 make it more digestible. Mm-hmm. Right, so here's what we need to do for now. Maybe it's okay. You, you, you I'm just throwing things out here, right? So maybe it's okay. Well, you have a 401k through your employer. There is a five percent match. Looks like you're only investing three percent. Maybe we should consider increasing that by two percent. Yeah, 
right? And maybe that's all we do. Maybe that's all we do for the next six months. That's all we do. Or, hey, you just had the baby, just bought a new house, you got married. Okay, well, we should probably increase your life insurance, whether it's through your employer, whether we go independent and find some insurance for you. We'll just go ahead and do that, and let's get used to the new payment in your in your cash flow, and we'll circle back in three months, see how things are going, and then let's go ahead and implement the next step, right? And so, yeah. so we try not to overwhelm. And like I said, and like you made a good point, we've got your back. We're doing the plan. We're 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 executing for you, right? Right. right. You're not in it alone. You're not in it alone. It's a scary it's a part- place to be alone. Yeah, yeah. There's some DIYers out there, you know, do it yourself. And, um, you know, by all means, if you if you have the ability, if you have the time, if you have the knowledge, uh, then, you know, by all means, I'd rather you have a plan, whether you're doing it yourself or or hiring us. Uh, but for, for the most part, you know, the, the reason why we're in business, right, is because a lot of people just don't have a plan. You know, they look at the statements yeah. as a plan or... They just don't know where to start. Yeah, right. right. It's so not a we, plan. It's a puzzle piece. Um, it's a puzzle piece. Got there. You know, going it alone to me is kind of like when I was very young, we go to the local, you know, county fair and, you know, who knows? I mean, some of these people, you know, the, you know, the people that come in and we don't know who they are or anything. They're strangers coming in. And, you know, I would go by myself through their little haunted houses where, you know, you'll go turn. It's all dark and you turn a corner and all of a sudden here's somebody trying to grab you. <laughs> or you you go to step on something it's like wait a minute this is all soft and the ground the floor here is soft and mushy what the heck is this and it's all dark and i can't believe my parents let me do that anyway because <laughs> uh i but um that's how i feel by trying to go it alone and i don't want i need somebody with me with a flashlight right right yeah i mean it, it's uh yeah, I mean, like the, the, that's there's people that, that's why people have expertise, right? People go to school for there's 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 just things that you know very well, um, and then there's things that you don't know, right? I, I, for me personally, I am not a handy person at all, at all. Like, I, like I don't, mechanically inclined, I am mechanically like you won't you will not catch me at Home Depot. No, you I mean, not I'm like that. If somebody Depot. said, go build a deck, I, I, I don't know. I can't, I, I, I can't. Yeah, I can bring a card, a deck of cards and we can play, but that's, that's, that's it. I, don't, I, that's I can't it. do that. I, I don't know. How I to admire people oil. who can. Yeah, I, right. so do I, you know, I don't know how to change oil. Uh, I think I can change a tire. I think I've changed a tire <laughs> once, but you know, but, but, but yes, could I go on YouTube? Can I, can I figure out how to build a deck? I, I, I probably could. Right. Um, or is my time better spent with family, better spent doing other things? Yeah. And then I hire an expert, you know, someone who's building decks, you know, consistently, someone who has a deck building business, right? But he tells uh, you what he's going to do. He said, Mo, here's what I'm going to do. I got these, uh, I got a 4 H hex, hex head nut driver, and I'm going to use that and uh, two, this two by four. We're going to put this in. I mean, in other words, he, yeah, he, he's kind of explaining to you what he, he's going to do. So, you know, you have some ownership in it. I'm not sure yeah. where exactly I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, I mean, think about it. Right? it it's it's he's he or she. Right. They're helping you. They're telling you they're guiding you. But, you know, they're starting off with what's your design? What do you want to do? What, what kind of deck do you want to do? Yeah. And hopefully they're getting you involved with the, the paint job or extending it out or, you know, so, so the, the, the point the is. analogy, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, the the, the, the point is, you know, yes, can you do it on yourself? Yes, probably, right? It may take you three times as long, all right? Or it may cost you twice as much because you're making mistakes, right? Yeah. Because um, what, what's that? What's go? What's the? Uh, what's the? What's the phrase? Measure twice, cut once. Yes. Yes. All right. Exactly. So you don't want to go the other way. You don't want to cut twice, right? So, right. so it may cost you more. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's it, there's just things that I know I'm just not very handy with, and so I hire people, and so that's you know in some areas the DIYers if they're if those who those who don't know where to start, those who are just not sure, those who are just maybe overwhelmed or just say, you know what, I'm going to pay a professional to do this for me. Right. Um, you know, that's who we are. That's who we help. Right? We hope we help you've those. enjoyed the home improvement show with Mo Param. <laughs> Next week, Mo is going to cover just totally remodeling your a room in your home. I don't know where I was going. Rebuilding, going adding on to your home. No, no, actually you saved the analogy. I went down some off road, I took a ramp <laughs> off from the analogy and you got us back on course with it. Cause you were basically saying, you know, you couldn't go build a deck nor could I, but you get someone, a professional to do it, but they're going to tell you, they're going to know your plan. They're going to know what you want. They're going to know what your goals are, how you want this deck to look and give you some ownership of it. Right. Which is kind of what you, it isn't not kind of, it's what you do it's, for your exactly clients. Exactly what we do. And their exactly financial line. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're not going to do a home improvement show. That's for that's for sure. But that's for sure. Uh, but we. But look, I appreciate you taking me along the ride for this uh, financial show. Ah, no problem. You're you're a good uh, you're a good you're a good partner to drive with. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to do the mic drop on that one. We get out of here. I'm not hanging around. If it's a good note, I'm out. All right. Well, look, stay with us. Thank you so much for listening. We want you to, first off, visit the website, cloudvestors.com, and you can get more information. And also, you can uh, suggest a topic for uh, the the podcast. Mo would love to get some uh, feedback and input from you. Subscribe, rate, share, and stay with us. Mo, we'll do it again next week. Let's do it. Thanks for being with us on Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.